the Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents Worldview Media Podcast, where Gordon and Joyce Runyon view popular media through the lens of the biblical five-point covenant model to help believers appreciate and apply principles of exciting narrative and engaging storytelling. Coming to you live. From the rib cage of a long dead dragon. Oh no! <laughs> it's the Worldview Media Podcast. My name is Gordon Runyon. They call me the Big Shooter. That's what they call me. <laughs> and this is my the wife. Voices in your head. <laughs> <laughs> the voices in my head. They call me the Big Shooter. But let's move on. <laughs> This is my wife, Miss Joyce. How are you? I'm fine. And this is the most frivolous podcast on the Reconstructionist Radio Reform Podcast Network. Uh, we're an indulgence, aren't we? <laughs> we are an indulgence. And an acquired taste. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm an acquired taste. I think... People either like me or hate me right off. It's almost like the cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. We are going to talk about the Netflix original series, mm-hmm. The Defenders. Yeah. And since it's still on Netflix and it's still rather new, mm-hmm. I think we should seek to avoid spoiler alerts. Ah. No, seek to avoid spoilers and not then have to do any spoiler alerts. Because <laughs> the uh, alert warns you of the coming danger. Oh, okay. So we will try not to spoiler. Ooh, okay. Alright, so the Defenders. It's a little mini. Season. Kind of a mini season. It's like half a season long. Generally, when Netflix does a series, it's like 16 or so so. episodes. This one's about, what, eight? Eight. Okay, so in this series, then we have four superheroes. From other series. From other Netflix (laughs) original series. Of which I have not seen all of the other series. I've only really seen um, Uh, Iron Fist. You saw Daredevil, yeah, season one. Well, I think both seasons of Daredevil, but then the oh yeah, the, the crazy Fist. blonde. Yeah, Iron Fist. Iron Fist. Okay, so Daredevil and Iron Fist and Jessica. Jessica Jones. I found out she actually has a superhero name in the comic books, oh. or she did. She wasn't just JJ? <laughs> no. Her superhero name is really dumb, though. It was Jewel. Oh. Yeah, that's horrible. Hmm. But I, as I was doing the research, it looked like she didn't keep that name for very long. I can't see her liking that name at all. Right. <laughs> so you've got Jessica Jones, and you've got Power Man. Nobody calls him that yet, no. but it's... That's who he is. Luke Cage. Mm. And they all are led by their own interests, 
they're all pursuing justice in different circumstances and it turns out that the same evil organization it's is behind it all behind it all uh, the conspiracy theory <laughs> <laughs> right and it's one that we've seen in all the other yeah it's not series. like we're surprised that who's doing all of this it's the evil organization known as the foot the foot <laughs> the big toe <laughs> that would be good for like the tick <laughs> uh, that would be good watch out for the foot <laughs> <laughs> wait are you part of the toe <laughs> I know you're working for the toe aren't you <laughs> yeah well, be little fungus, <laughs> <laughs> right? And so the hand is busy up to some nefarious scheme, as usual. And we do meet up with why the hand is called the hand because it has five fingers, right? Is that really why it's called the hand? Yeah, because the five leaders of the hand are like five fingers. And who was the thumb? <laughs> Does the thumb rule them? Is it the pointer finger? Not the pinky, because the pinky's weak. Right. I would guess, wouldn't it be the pointer? So you could say, you, over here. <laughs> well, there was one person in charge, but they never called her the pointer. Right. Uh, Ripley from the Aliens movies. Sigourney Weaver. Was the bad villain. She was the, the head. Now she's, she was the head of the hand. Yes. <laughs> she's the head hand. <laughs> or the hand head. Hmm. Anyway, she's old. I mean, not just naturally, but she's... I mean, Sigourney Weaver is pretty old by now. But, but that's not natural. <laughs> <laughs> No, I wasn't talking about how naturally old she is. But in the in the series the she's ancient in terms of She's lived many, many lives. Lifetimes. Lifetimes, yeah. Yeah. She was there for the fall of Constantinople and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, so man, I don't know how much of the plot to divulge. You have these four superheroes who come together to fight the hand. Well, yeah, you do. And there's... They they come together from different means. So they're... It's a different situation for each character right. that pulls them into having to confront each other and find each other. And that takes a long time. It does. That takes forever. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. what I hate about some movies when you... Especially a superhero movie. Like, you're going to watch The Avengers or... Justice League or something where you know the whole thing is about this team of superheroes. Mm -hmm. You know it's got to be about this team. Don't spend half Episodes. the time. Yeah. What was it? Three? Bringing them together. Three or four? Yeah. It was ridiculous. And then after they were brought together they spend like how many episodes in a Chinese restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> well you know good Chinese food it's hard to leave. <laughs> Yeah, there aren't many restaurant options in New York City. I don't. It's kind of a small town. Yeah. And so they get together under the 
uh, disputed leadership of probably Daredevil's the one who should be leading them, mm-hmm. but Iron Fist thinks you know it's his destiny to fight the hand. And, yeah, because he's the one that messed everything up to begin with. Right, right. And that may remain true <laughs> and from so, here on out. So the rest of the series involves them trying to figure out what it is that the hand is after. And we have a character. Well, we have several characters from supporting characters that show up in this. You know, we have the the Daredevil crew that comes in with Foggy oh, and right. Stick and the nurse that knows everyone. Right. <laughs> they should put her in charge. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They should. And so... In great comic book fashion, they finally uncover the the evil plot that's going to wind up destroying all of New York City. What episode was that that they that they said, "Wait, there's something here. We need to." I mean, because yeah, the last like two were maybe even three were like incredibly terrible. <laughs> right. The writing in this series was not good. Would you dispute that? It was lacking. Yeah, I really thought it was. And a lot of things just didn't make very much sense. Yeah. And for a guy who's read all the comic books, I mean, I didn't... All the comic books? Back when I was a teenager (laughs) and reading comic books... uh, I read Power Man and Iron Fist and Daredevil. Jessica Jones wasn't a thing way back then. But there's no way that Daredevil just turns over his secret identity to a group of people like he did in that one scene. Mm. And all it took to convince him to do it was saying, Yeah, come on, you gotta do it. And he'd say, No, I can't. Yeah, come on, you gotta do it. Well, all right then. And, uh, He's a nice guy. Well, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and and uh, some of the more egregious things that were bad writing-wise mm-hmm. is that when it gets down to the climactic final battle with mm-hmm. the bad guys, mm-hmm. there is one really dumb thing that mm-hmm. Iron Fist could do, mm-hmm. and you see it coming from... A mile away. A long mile away. A long, long, long away. And you're just like, oh, he can't do this. He can't really be about to do that. And then he does, he does that. And it you just, know, I would have been mad if I'd been that actor. I'd been like, come on, guys. <laughs> you're trying to Pretend get me killed. <laughs> like I have a brain. And right. I'm not just insane or ruled by emotions so I can't think or see or... Right, and he's supposed to be the guy with all the self-discipline and yeah. the martial arts background. And it was disappointing. Oh, it was so stupid. And just in fiction in general, you can you can forgive a hero for trying and failing. Yeah. But it's hard to forgive stupidity in fiction. Anywhere, really. <laughs> well, right, right. But... But, yeah, when you see a move coming that would be the worst possible move to make, and then the hero makes that move. And that he can't see what's coming. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Well, then even the way they work as a team and they don't work as a team, I mean, I just really would have been upset (laughs) if they said, okay, now, 
this is what you're going to do, and I don't know what your motivation is, but <laughs> you'd be an idiot for us for the rest of the series. <laughs> right, it was just not good. It was, it was not good. So, so the writing was terrible. and The acting was okay. <laughs> uh, was it, really? I like uh, the guy that plays Daredevil. I yeah. think he does a good job. I like Foggy. Right. His two sidekicks are both good. Mm-hmm. And the Daredevil series... It's good. ...was head and shoulders above Quality. these other yeah. series. Iron Fist was kind of... Mm. He was dumb all throughout that, too, though. Yeah, he, he was. He was stupid. And he's he hard to like when he's that... indulgent. Right. Yeah. He's hard to like when he's stupid. He's full like of himself, that. yeah. And he remains full of himself. Exactly. And... Another bit of the writing that I didn't like is that you've got this hole in the ground under New York City that's 30 stories deep, and it's where all the nefarious activity is taking place. Mm-hmm. And the plan in order to destroy the hand is to destroy everything around the hole and and cause it all to fall in and collapse. Cover it up, yeah. And that's going to destroy the hand and destroy everything. Mm-hmm. And so when it works out that part of that plan at least comes to pass, and you think, well, that's got to be it. Turns out eh, at least one person has survived, even though... It looked unsurvivable. He was standing right at the bottom of the hole. Yeah. <laughs> At least one. I'm thinking one of the villains is still around too. If if yeah, that, that one, one was around, yeah. And to me, I was like, seriously, <laughs> you've built this whole thing up as super dangerous and super deadly, and now there's a handful. I still think there's a way around it, but I don't want to say. No. I'll tell you after. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. But I I can see how maybe they've they've headed a certain way with that, but Okay. Well, maybe. But then it's still far fetched because well, it would be difficult to come back from And there, there were inconsistencies too, because Electra is brought back to life and for a long time after she's brought back to life she uh, doesn't know anything about who she is mm-hmm. and she's this shell of a person she's got no real human personality and yeah she's just a vehicle she's a vessel right but these other hand people who have been brought back to life keep coming back as themselves and they never I don't think they really explained why Electra took so long to become similar to what she was before. Well, they never really said that they actually died. Who? The the bad guys. So they would die and then they would just get covered in the goo and then they'd be themselves yeah, again. Yeah, right. They were all talking about that's how they've all lived so long. They keep getting brought back by the magic goo. Hmm. It would have seemed like she would have just waited done the goo again. <laughs> You would think so. So, anyway, I I just thought there were little things like that, little writing inconsistencies and stuff. And then another thing that was irritating... Maybe because they hadn't been dead for a long time. 
Oh, they brought him back right away. Well, I don't know. But it'd be nice if they said something like that. Yeah. I I'm mean, sure if, they didn't wait like If that's the rule, then say it. And then I'll go, okay, that's the rule. And that's how it works. Well, I'm just guessing. Well, I know. I'm that, extrapolating That's here. a good guess. I give you credit. <laughs> uh, the other thing I didn't like, and this bothers me a lot, when you're watching a show on a non-network station... Mm-hmm where the rules are a little bit looser in terms of language mm-hmm. and, and even uh, partial nudity and mm-hmm. stuff like that. There are times when in some of these shows it seems like they cuss just because they can, mm-hmm. in, where it's not called for, and, and they just say, oh, we're, we can do whatever we're we not on ABC, we can say this word. Yeah. And, this and, expletive? Right. And in the first episode of The Defenders... There's a there's no ner- there's no nudity but there's a fairly graphic sex scene anyway, without there being nudity, mm-hmm. and there's no reason for it. Yeah, but that's probably true in every movie that has a sex scene. You don't really have to. That's always gratuitous, really. And so that was disappointing. There was nothing else like that than the whole rest of the series, but in that first one, they throw that at you. Well, it was just a welcome back, I guess. (laughs) Right, welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so uh, overall, do you have like a letter grade for what you thought? Uh, I don't even know if it's average. You'd almost give it a D? Might have to do it. I would hope, if it continues, that they improve it. Yeah, right. Well, and we're, I think we're trying to be generous because we're both kind of geeked out for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Well, and you know, I really like Daredevil. And then now I'm wondering so are there little mini, their own shows? Are they going to be no more? Are they doomed to be together forever? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. With stupid people. (laughs) I am looking forward to The Punisher when that comes out. I thought his appearances on Daredevil mm-hmm. were really good. You know, there have been several Punisher movies, and all of them were horrible. Have failed. Yeah. Yeah. And it looked like, oh, they finally got the Punisher right they got in the Daredevil done. thing. So, kind of looking forward to that. But well, I'm, are the same? Are they the same writers for all of this? You know, for Daredevil, for the Luke Cage, are they the same writers doing the Defender series? I don't think it can be. Do you? I mean, the writing was so bad. I would hope not. <laughs> but you know, sometimes you just can't write something good. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you just sit there and say, ah, well, this will have to do. Coming from a man who has tubed many sermons. <laughs> yeah, but you don't write them down. <laughs> <laughs> I've tubed down written ones. Okay, so, yeah, I'd give it a D as well. There were parts of it that I was like, I'm out. I don't want to see any more of this. And I was ready to give it an F, you know. Yeah. And I was probably easier on Iron Fist than a lot of other people were. I didn't hate it as much as I know a lot of fans did. Oh, just the series itself? Yeah. Oh. Well, but, I'm not familiar with... But Iron Fist in this series is unlikable and... I just can't hang with him. He's ridiculous. 
He really is. Yeah. He's very self-centered, and yeah. it's all about him. And, you know, come on. Right. It's not all about you. Emotionally <laughs> stunted and yeah. immature. And, yeah. yeah, and he's supposed to be, A hero. you know, this master, right. and I must meditate, and <laughs> right. then my, my hand will glow. <laughs> right. And it's just like, he needs to go back to remedial school. <laughs> right. Now, there was a cool scene. There was cool special effects then when uh, when Iron Fist and Power Man originally meet and they get into a fight. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Luke Cage is impervious and you can't hardly do anything to him. And so Iron Fist gets the Iron Fist out yeah. and, and the slow motion punch in the side of the head. I thought that was hilarious when his... His jaw looks all dislocated, and yeah. it's kind of a funny image there. That was pretty fun. And the time when he punched somebody's sword, right, and the sword shattered or yeah. something. That was pretty cool. I think that was Electra, wasn't it? Might have been Electra, yeah. Shattered the sword with the fist. Mm-hmm. The fist met up with the blade of the sword, and the, and the sword is what yeah, got... The blade was... The worst of that. Pulverized. That was pretty cool. Okay, well, any other overall thoughts or things, storytelling or just anything having to do with the show as a show? Well, as much as it made me crazy, I'll probably still see season two. season two. <laughs> and hope that it improves. <laughs> I'm not going to give it much thing. space, I don't think... And of course, you know, I like I said, I haven't seen the Luke Cage or the Jessica Jones. I haven't seen right. either of those. So, yeah. have you seen those series? Or I haven't you? seen Jessica Jones. I've seen Luke Cage. And as a standalone series, it was pretty good. Well, maybe I'll have to see that. It was better than Iron Fist. Not as good as Daredevil. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. All right, we ready for a break? Okay, so we're going to stop and come back and we'll talk more worldview-centered stuff on the Worldview Media Podcast. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows, or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His kingdom. Are you interested in Christian education? Would you like to learn how to be a Christian teacher or how to run your very own Christian school with success? The GCS Apprenticeship Program can help. Learn more on our website at gcsapprenticeship.com. And we're back. 
we're like a couple of lone superheroes <laughs> that fate through together. That what? Fate. Fate? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> fate threw us together. <laughs> and now we're like a superhero duo. <laughs> And who are you, by chance? I'm the big shooter. <laughs> Very good. Catwoman's already taken. I don't know what your name would be. Have to be Miss Meow. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Meow. <laughs> that sounds more like a villain name. <laughs> All right. So, we're talking about the Defenders, and we're talking worldview here. Mm -hmm. The worldview continues in the same vein of Iron Fist, where it's all very Eastern mysticism mm -hmm. and uh, kind of comic book magic here and there. Well, but you do yeah. have Daredevil, who at least goes to church, because his, you know, his friend is the priest yeah. guy. Daredevil, from his series he's constantly racked by guilt and mm -hmm. and he's still kind of dealing with some of that and you do see him in confessional at some point and so the the worldview is obviously kind of this eastern mysticism thing because all the eastern magic really does work and yeah. all that here well and then you have all the the crazy hand stuff and living forever and right or you keep getting brought back from the dead uh, living forever <laughs> right so we want to talk more worldview stuff but it was interesting even when the villains were talking about being raised from the dead mm -hmm. so do they ever get older yeah I would think they would have to get older how'd Madame Gao get to be but what about so old is it what was her name? The head. Ripley? Yeah, but that wasn't her name. <laughs> I think she was like Elizabeth or Rebecca or Well, my understanding is that as they go through a lifetime they age normally, but then they die and then they get brought back at the same point. I don't see that happening. Because if she was around in the eighteen hundreds <laughs> long before that. She didn't look like she'd been around for... But she keeps getting killed and brought back. That's still a long time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Okay, I see what you're saying. Well, I don't know. Seems flawed. Well, it joins a long list of flawed things. Then. Yeah. But anyway, back to... Anyway, so the worldview... Is magical, mystical. Now, when Ripley does talk about dying and why she wants to avoid dying and staying dead, I thought it was interesting. She did. She described it as a terrible kind of nothingness, death, mm -hmm. and that's why she wanted to avoid it. But it was obviously a conscious thing. Yeah, it wasn't just that she it was, was nothing. experiencing nothing. Aware and, of that, and it was horrifying to her and so she didn't want to go back mm -hmm. I thought that was interesting the conscious it, it may not be the classic traditional version of hell but 
it was a it was torment mm-hmm. you know that she knew she didn't want to be in and wanted to avoid that by finding a way to stay alive forever so that was interesting there were other worldview things that I thought about and did you have any thing in mind or what sorts of themes are preached in this series so I have nothing in mind at the moment I probably should have been thinking about this that's what I'm thinking did this podcast sneak up on you uh no (laughs) well okay here's what I thought I thought it was interesting the Jessica Jones character and how kind of her whole shtick is that she just can't be bothered to care mm-hmm. about anything and she's an alcoholic and uh, you know not doesn't seem to be very responsible and mm-hmm. even when people come begging for her help she's a private detective yeah by trade that uh, you know she just doesn't feel like helping it doesn't matter what their issue is or yeah. problem is and, and uh, she doesn't take it seriously Right, and just doesn't care about people mm-hmm. anymore, and or if she ever did. But it's another one of these instances where then, as the story advances, and she and somebody needs to step up and be a hero. Suddenly, here she is, and and she cares, and she'll uh, she'll do what it takes to save people and stuff like that. And I I've just really grown to hate that kind yes. of anti-hero trope. Mm-hmm. especially in superhero stuff. Uh, back in the early 80s, late 70s, early 80s, Wolverine came around and came along, and he was this—he was basically this bad guy who didn't like anybody, but when you needed a hero, he could be a hero. He and, might be okay for a while. Right. And, and then I think it started this rush... Once he became popular, mm-hmm. and uh, then for a long time, every new hero that came out was an anti-hero, and I, I just hate that. From a biblical standpoint, that's just not how it works. That uh, heroism doesn't just show up when it's needed. That an interesting study to do in the Bible is on the on the word diligence. Mm-hmm. In the virtue of diligence, and I'm convinced, biblically speaking, that diligence. Here's my. <laughs> no. Here's my nursery rhyme for you. I was gonna say, is your horse coming? <laughs> diligence, <laughs> diligence is the acorn from which the oak tree of heroism grows. Oh, you must be related to Iron Fist. <laughs> that does sound kind of Iron Fisty, doesn't it? Yes, but biblically, it's true. The heroes are the are generally the ones who have spent a long time before, before heroism is is required, and they've through daily diligence they've disciplined become self disciplined, and, and mm-hmm. they've become faithful in small things and focused and, on others instead of themselves. Right and, now, yeah. you get this this constant trope among superheroes now that you can have these anti hero types who don't have any of that, but when they have to be faithful in the big thing, they do it. And where they've never been, never cared too much for anybody, well, at the end, if somebody needs to lay down their life and sacrifice themselves, 
they some they somehow find the virtuous fortitude to do yeah, that. I'll do that. Yeah. And that does that irritates me severely. And another issue that I saw was you know, as the as the group of superheroes is kind of finding their way together and mm-hmm. the defenders as a group are being formed, it really is they're chasing their individual stories, trying to investigate whatever crime yeah, or something. whatever's going on in their own personal... Right. And then they have their big meetup where they decide they're going to work together and a couple of them maybe are a little bit reticent to work together and this is even after the whole hand situation has been explained to Mm -hmm. everybody and and specifically Jessica Jones she's working this one case she didn't know it was the hand that caused the bad things to happen in her case Mm -hmm. but now she knows it's the hand and and now she knows that the whole city of New York is threatened with death and all this and yeah. and she doesn't care. She just wants to finish her case. But how much sense does that make? Because if if the hand is the villain in her case, how's she just gonna do her case? Yeah. How's that really gonna help? <laughs> right. And the same thing a little bit. Uh, Luke Cage went through a little bit of that too. He was just interested in helping this one family and getting justice for this one family in Harlem, mm-hmm. and. Well, it's the hand again. Yeah. But he just kind of wants to... It's another finger. Right. Literally (laughs) another finger of the hand. And he just wants to figure out how to still help this family. This one guy, yeah. And what it reminded me a little bit of was incrementalism in dealing with abortion Mm. versus an immediatism or, or abolition. Yeah. Where... Uh, you almost see Luke Cage and Jessica Jones displaying kind of an incrementalist version we'll of things. We'll just take care of this and that'll make it better. Uh, right. This one little thing here, if I can fix this, it'll be better than it was before. Mm-hmm. But the whole hand is still there. And, yeah. and this organization that's wreaking all this havoc is still there. And you fixing this one situation isn't going to do anything to affect that. The big picture. The big picture. Yeah. And... Uh, so I thought that was interesting. I saw a parallel or a parable of mm-hmm. abolition there, and and so they all finally decided, no, we've got to we've got to take out the whole thing. You can't just snip off branches here take and there, or break off a finger. <laughs> you can't do that. You've got to you've got to nip it in the bud, and you've got to get rid of all five fingers, or, or it's not going to work. And yeah, so they all became abolitionists. With regard to the hand, they were for the abolition of the hand. Yeah, I guess that's right. And so they were ready to put the axe to the root. <laughs> Wait, cut that sounds familiar. And cut it off at the wrist. <laughs> <laughs> then there would have just been a stop. <laughs> right. And so I, I really thought there was a little bit of a parable there if you were watching and understanding that. If you could extrapolate. There's a difference between curing the disease and just dealing with a symptom here and there. Well, you say to cure the the disease, but I think sometimes you you know you can't cure the disease. You just have to get rid of what is diseased. Oh yeah, right. 
well, that's true. There does come a time when the house is leprous after several visits from the priest. You have to knock down the house and start over. And and that's kind of what they finally decide to do. So, well, I think there's something with with the group and how they they get together. And I don't know, maybe it was what you were kind of talking about. They come together reluctantly. They really don't want to work with each other, but okay, I guess I have to. And then even after, okay, I guess I have to, then someone was like, no, there's absolutely no way I can work with you guys, and trust issues, and it was just, it wasn't really a team effort. Right. Ever. (laughs) Throughout the whole thing. And so, I don't know how they call them the defenders. (laughs) Are they defending themselves? (laughs) I don't know. You know, it just... Defending their own agendas. Yeah, you know, it just, they never, they never really were a team. Somebody was always withholding information or, you know, they just never, they never gelled. And I think even like with the Avengers, there's a little bit of that, but you still see the camaraderie there and that they do care about each other. And I just never really got. They try to actually work as a team. Yeah. We're all you know, use my power to yeah. set you up here. To you know, use these yours. are my strengths. That's yours. We can put right. them together and make it better. And um, there's really not much of that. Here. No, there's not. You know, they didn't. They were in the same situation, in the same place, <laughs> and right. that's right. That's about it. Yeah. So it didn't say much for teamwork. For you know, for working with somebody else to complete. It was instead of being like a real like a singular entity a group it was more like a uneasy alliance yeah because then as soon as everything was over I was like well okay bye. see you later yeah if <laughs> right. I see you again then okay and if I don't well that's as good too right so uh, maybe it won't be back <laughs> well <laughs> I guess we can hope <laughs> uh, we'll have to see but it's probably not a spoiler alert to say I don't think the hand is gone. There's well, there's always more than one hand. You've got two hands. Oh no, you can't. Have two. <laughs> I think there were. You know. Yeah, go ahead. The stick character. Uh, you know they've got him trapped. It looks like they've got him, and yet what does he do to escape? Oh yeah, yeah. There, there's a time when Daredevil's friend Stick is is captured and tied up and being tortured, and mm-hmm. he decides when he gets his opportunity, it's better to lose a part of his body than hang around in the bad place. Yeah. <laughs> what are you willing to get rid of? All right. What well, did that remind you a little bit of the parable of Christ, where? It's better for you to lose a hand than to enter full into hell. Or, yeah. Yeah, there was something about that. How much do you care about your cause, and what are you willing to sacrifice and leave mm-hmm. behind? There was some of that in there. I did think a lot of the thing was focused on guilt as well. Uh, mm-hmm. There was Colleen Wing, who was guilty, feeling guilty about her lifetime past, association yeah. with the hand and, and she how realized they were so bad how easily they duped her and then you had uh, 
Iron Fist who's feeling guilty about his failure to mm-hmm. fulfill his destiny. Well, I think you see that with Daredevil and Elektra. That he feels guilty that she died. Oh, yeah. And now here she is again, but is it her? Well, I don't know, but I can't do anything to kill this person because <laughs> yeah. I didn't save her last time, you know, <laughs> right. that kind of stuff. Oh, and going back to Stick, there's one place where he makes kind of a dark decision about <laughs> something that probably needs to be done in order to defeat the bad guys or to make sure they don't get what they want. Mm. But at the time that he makes the it seems decision... so extreme. It seemed very extreme and, yeah. and like, murderous. <laughs> and like. <laughs> right. And then but when the as soon as the series ended, I was like... Stick was right. <laughs> they should have done that. <laughs> Let him go. Set him free. <laughs> yeah, so it, it was just, it was pretty interesting. And there's something in there, too, about Stick and his relationship with Daredevil and how, as long as they've known each other, Stick is trying to recruit Daredevil into his war against the Hand. Mm-hmm. And Daredevil insists that He's going to go live his own life, and Stick can fight the war, but Daredevil's not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And turned out that that war was inescapable. If he didn't fight it, it was going to come to him and, and fight him there. And that's kind of a worldview issue as well. well but you but can't I kinda, escape the war. Yeah, you know. well, I see that within the church. You know, yeah. that there's people there that want to call themselves Christian. and right. But, you know, that's not my war. That's the world. That's out there. <laughs> right. You know, who am I to go out and make a stand or say something? I'm or, just warring against sin in my own heart. Yeah. I can't be bothered to actually combat anything outside. And so, and yet, that's what it is. Right. And people want to say, no, no, it's all good. It's all good. It's all about love. <laughs> I love to be comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Love me some comfort. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So watch it if you want to, but don't be mad at us. (laughs) (laughs) We tried to warn you. (laughs) But sometimes you just got to find out for yourself, and I understand. And it's only eight episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Dang. I'll never get that dime back. Uh, but we were both on frivolous time away from work. So. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a lone time for us. All right, well, I guess we should go then. All right, let me say, hey, Jordan. <laughs> Shout out to Jordan. Jordan, she had a birthday. How old is she now? Twenty-two. You never ask a lady that. Is that how old she is? I'm not telling you. Because you don't know. I can do the math. I remember what year she was born. And I have a calculator right here. (laughs) Okay, then. All right, Jordan. (laughs) Happy birthday. (laughs) Because your dad needs a calculator. (laughs) All right. God bless y'all. Go out there and dominionize. Amen. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Worldview Media Podcast. Please visit reconstructionistradio.com to check out the other podcasts in our network and to download our free audiobooks.